Hey everyone, Eric Watson here. What follows is the recorded audio of a live-streamed actual play session of Dungeons & Dragons using Roll20 and Discord. Our sessions are streamed live on my YouTube channel every week at youtube.com slash c slash roguewatson or just search roguewatson on YouTube. This actual play series is not originally intended for an audio-only format, but has been converted to a podcast for your convenience. The channel and by extension this podcast are supported by Patreon. If you would like to support my work, you can do so at patreon.com slash roguewatson. Now, enjoy the show. Get your Let's iPad 2 out. Do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, I do it on iPad. The game's on my iPad, so I can't hear it at all. What game? Oh my gosh. Watson here, freelance writer, player of games, writer of words, recorder of videos, and tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to our weekly live-streamed Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition online role-playing adventures. I am joined, as always, by my wonderful friends, Chris, playing Valravan, the Aladrin Bard of Eloquence. Hello! Heather, playing Frey, the Halfling Barbarian of the Beast. I'm the voice that haunts your dreams. Oh, no. Good God. A- you're getting ASMR, Heather, tonight. Michelle, playing Celeste, the Half-Orc Sun Soul Monk. Hello. Raymond playing Edmund, the human alchemist artificer. Hello. Reese playing Thimbleweed, the gnome swarmkeeper ranger. Hello. <laughs> we stream our sessions live on YouTube every Friday evening. Watch all of our D&D live series as well as reviews and Let's Plays on my YouTube channel. Read weekly session recaps at roguewanson.com. Watch my behind-the-scenes No Players Allowed live series, Rafting Icewind Dale, every Thursday. Also, special guest, my oldest daughter, Kelly. Hey. <laughs> Head on over to our live post-session discussion, Frostside Chat, after our show tonight. You can also listen to all of these live D&D shows with the Rogue Watson podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Rogue Watson and join our official Discord server. Invite link in the description below. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. For our campaign, we use roll20.net. For video chat, we use Discord. And for streaming, I use open broadcaster software with Streamlabs. Our music is by Kevin McLeod, and our amazing original character art was done by Jimmy McClure. Previously on Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, giant ice toads emerged from the freezing waters beneath the frozen river. The monstrous toads' freezing skin damaged anyone nearby, draining the party's health as they fought off the sudden attack. Thimbleweed escaped a toad's stomach by using his magical swarm to swiftly travel through the toad's digestive tract, while Valravan teleported to safety back onto the wagon. Another toad gobbled Frey, and Valravan magically commanded it to spit her back out, while an engulfed Celeste used her superior strength to pry another toad's jaws open. The marshals fought back valiantly, and the toads retreated, though this was, uh, thinking this wasn't an easy meal after all. After a short rest, the marshals continued on with the Blista, suggesting they can rest when they get to the goblin fortress of Karkaloke. The fortress was several miles up a mountain, strategically built around a cliff's edge. Lista introduced them as the official helpers from the towns, though the big goblin at the main gate, Snubsuck, was unamused. He wanted the reindeer turned over as food, but the marshals smoothed things over, saying they were there to help. They learned that Snubsuck and many other goblins were blaming the chief for the goblins, falling on hard times with the everlasting winter. Snubsuck allowed them entrance, but only if they didn't bring any weapons. 
That wasn't a problem for Edmund Valravin or Celeste, who wielded a mop. Thimbleweed agreed to leave his sword and bow behind in the wagon, but Frey refused to part with her magic axe, preferring to stand guard over the wagon. The fortress was impressively built, though had recently fallen into disrepair, with large wooden ramparts, ramparts, bridges, and ladders stretching across the peaks, conical huts serving as homes in a large keep where the chief resided. Before making their way inside the inner keep, Thimbleweed took Snubsuck aside and talked to him in Goblin, hearing of their plight and listening to his concerns. The other three went inside to the guarded dining room where Chief Yarbnock emerged. After making sure they were indeed powerful adventurers, the chief surprisingly took off his goblin head, revealing it to be an elaborate metallic disguise. The anxious gnome underneath introduced himself as Spellix Romwad, and he wanted the marshals to get him out of there. That is the incredible situation you all find yourselves in now. How That's real a... does the head look when it's off? Because you said it's mechanical? Yes. It appears... Yeah, it is metal. Um, it looks like it's almost like an animatronic creepy kind of head with a lot of um, patchwork imperfections. And you notice that when he removed it, there was some illusory magic he was using to kind of fill in those imperfections and make it look more realistic. Probably too late to stage a suicide hanging death. Oh. <laughs> We've been in this room too long, I guess. I mean, they wouldn't believe it wasn't us if, at this point, I think. Uh, yeah, we've been in too this long. Is, this is... I feel like we're getting really into dark jokes immediately with a child watching. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> girl, yeah. The, the oh. mom in me went a little like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> can't hear us. She can. Okay, She's just 10 question. seconds behind. So oh, okay, it's okay, literally, great. I've got like earmuff producer powers. <laughs> I've got the tape delay. Uh, so you're saying if I start making Jeffrey Epstein jokes, she won't get oh, them. And okay. we can... <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yes. She, won't, she won't understand those. It's fine. <laughs> I just heard, I just heard you all say that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. <laughs> what's the opposite? Of, what's the opposite of inspiration? I can reward you. <laughs> Madness table. A demerit, yeah, the madness right. table. Yep. How did you even get here in the first place? That's a good question. That is a good question. He has a backstory. <laughs> Says um, he kind of looks and he's the whole time he's looking around furtively and still appears very anxious about being in this scenario. I'm so glad I'm not there to have to deal with all of this. Are you at home right now? Where are you at? I am I am upstairs. I'm not okay. feeling 100%, so okay. I'm just kind of like on multiple pieces of equipment over here. Gotcha. Versus sitting at my desk. The iron One lung included. <laughs> right. About why, why do you trust us to take your head off? About a year ago, I was part of an adventuring group. We were heading north to Icewind Dale to follow up on a treasure map we had acquired. We didn't make it very far. We were off the road, looking for a place to make camp, and this avalanche came barreling down the mountain. Those who survived were captured by these screaming goblins, came out of a nearby cave. I was overlooked, as always. After they left, I, I came up with a, a grand plan to rescue my companions. I scavenged some materials, 
around the wreckage and crafted this disguise. Used my great magic powers to make it look like I was a real goblin. I infiltrated the caves and the disguise worked. They called me uh, Yarbnock after my uh, jaw kept grinding on a bone. I learned it later it meant ever gnawing. But uh, my plans changed. I saw how these poor creatures lived. It was awful. They were barely surviving, living in squalor, disgusting caves. So I started designing some tools and then vehicles and homes. At first they were quite suspicious, but when they saw what I could do, they were excited for me. Cheering me on, finally, recognition of my greatness. When the old chief died, they all promoted me, thanks to my grand plans for their new home, Korkaluk. It means home in, in Gnomish, you know. The grand fortress in the mountains. Do any of us have known that? Do any of us speak Gnomish? I don't know, it's a good question. <laughs> we can point at Kelly. Why do you know this? No. I don't know what, yeah. Am Gnomish. I with you guys? You are still outside um, talking to Snubsuck. Right now, Spellex is talking to Valravin, Celeste, and Edmund specifically. You guys have a three-way party split currently. Well, if you've been so helpful to them, why do you want to leave now? Uh, uh, look around. The sun has stopped coming up. Winter hasn't stopped. I am a genius inventor and architect, but I... Don't have answers for this. And, well, the goblins, uh, they don't see my excuses as very valid. They hate that I can't fix this. I've noticed all the grumblings and the side-eyes. I've grown to like it here, but I see what's going on. It's only a matter of time before they get rid of me. The whole tribe just implodes. I need to get out of here. Hmm. One question. Why were you gnawing on bones? You know, I I had to make like a goblin. Oh, so gnawing on bones was your impression of a goblin then? That's right. Everybody was eating, so, you know. And in Rome. (laughs) Okay. How about if you just leave your suit in your bed, magic it so it looks like you're sleeping, and then we'll just smuggle you out of here. Uh, yes, yes, that's exactly what I was hoping. You you have uh, great powers, yes? Yeah, I don't trust you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I... Matt, can I do an insight check as, as, sure. as Edmund starts calling him out on not trusting him? Sure, yeah. I'm not saying he's lying, I just don't trust him. Yeah. It's fair. Oh, Lord. That's, uh... Nope. Uh, that's, <laughs> nope. That, that's an eight. That's just an eight. Why should we go to the trouble of smuggling you out of here? Oh, well. I've... That uh, treasure map I spoke of, I still have it. It's up here. Like treasure, right? I 
I gave up on it because he doesn't look impressed. <laughs> well, like um, he doesn't look interested, but he's going to ask what what is the treasure? Ah, it was a uh, a great uh, smuggler and pirate, Captain Blue Moon. Rumor has it he was uh, looking for a a new hideout or a base or something up in Icewind Dale, because who the hell would come up here, right? And uh, he crashed in the sea of moving ice, and we have the map of whereabouts he crashed last, and his ship was laden with all of their treasures. This map is solely in your head. Well, we, we had a physical map at one point, but everything got, you know, destroyed and taken by the goblins. But yes, I kept it in my head. Very smart. Don't forget a thing like that. Are you sure? It's a year ago. Memory fades, you know. I think I can pinpoint it pretty well. Not very... Let's, let's test you. Let's roll out a map. See if we can... <laughs> No, 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 no. You get me out first, then I tell you. If you like it here so much, why not just uh, accept some form of demotion? Let this Snubsuck character take over and you become some sort of engineer or whatever it was you were before. Oh, great. You want to introduce that concept to the goblins? Because chiefs don't get demoted. They get killed. Yeah, I it's time for a hilarious fake his own death prank. That so what if what if we were to fake the death of what what is your character's name at the moment? Uh, Chief Yarbnock. Chief Yarbnock. Um perhaps Chief Yarbnock dies and over the next evening say his younger brother Cobb Yarn comes into the goblin territories and offers his services as engineer in his brother's stead. Who's you have some control over your Wait, who is Yarbnock's brother? But that would be you, sir. What? You die and then you play your own brother. It's a common trope in <laughs> elvish literature. <laughs> his face pales. Is this some kind of soul-switching magic? Do you carry around another gnome body? No, sir, but you have... Not yet. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you have some control over your illusion, yes? I... Yes. Some. All it would require is change of eye color, change a slight change of skin color. Slight scarring over an eye. Trust me, in in the plays I've seen, it doesn't take much to sell yourself as the brother of someone else. Go on. Well, that would be generally all it would take. I'm that's just... it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the whole idea. <laughs> I'm wary of pulling you out of these goblins, you see. It appears as though the only thing 
keeping these goblins civil at the moment is your influence. He leans forward and says, I, I don't care. I just want to get out of here. This area is too dangerous. I've done what I can, but this is too much. We do not seek gold and treasures. So what more do you have to offer for us to get you out of here? What? Ah! I like much gold and many treasures. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, uh, there was this other thing. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We found uh, something you might be interested in. It was a large object that uh, one of the raiding parties came back with. This big uh, egg thing with some blinky lights and numbers on it. I've been trying to crack the code, but I had no luck. Edmund, does that sound like something you recognize or something you might be able to tinker with? Sounds mechanical in nature. Nah. Well, if you really want to leave, I don't suppose we are in a position to force you to stay. No, I was hoping you'd be in a position to help me leave. Well, we did come here not as rescuers of some random gnome, my friend. We came here to negotiate a peace treaty between goblins and the Ten Towns. All right, I understand there was a bit of misdirection on my part. But I figured I need to protect myself and nobody was going to believe me. That's fair, but as it stands right now, the peace treaty between the goblins and Ten Towns is still on the table, my friend. He said that's, he made that up. That's never gonna work! Are you crazy? Alright. How how many goblins are in this in this establishment? I I I don't know, honestly. Uh goblins breed pretty fast. Uh dozens, maybe. They come and go quite a bit. What do goblins like to eat and drink? Everything. Anything they can get their hands on. Alright. I could produce In fact, poison. the quicker we get out of here, the less chance they have of eating you of all of us. While you guys are thinking about that, why don't we go to Thimbleweed yeah. and Snubsuck outside. So you two have had a conversation uh, in Goblin where you have heard the plight of the goblins basically hearing kind of a similar story that Chief Yarbnock told the other three, but from Snubsuck in that uh, this winter has been very harsh on them. The chief has been good for the tribe, you know, creating this nice fortress. Um, but pretty much ever since this everlasting winter, which is, I forget how long it's been now, a couple of months, 
Um, things have gotten really bad. The herds, you know, are leaving the area. They're going to go further out to get for food. Um, it's just becoming a really harsh, you know, not, we're not quite post-apocalyptic yet, but it's like starting to get to that point where everybody's starting to look around and, and really start counting out resources. And he's thinking there needs to be a change in leadership. Yes, indeed. I, I would agree with you there. It, <laughs> would be hard to have faith in your leader when everything is failing around you. Yes. What would happen if your leader happened to die and there would be a vacancy for leadership? Snub suck is biggest and strongest goblin. Snub suck could put himself in charge. Mm, yes. Indeed, I can see how a strong goblin like yourself would make a great leader. What would Subsnuck do as leader? How would you, how would a <laughs> Subsnuck lead his people to greatness? Are you asking me for my, my policies and my official positions? <laughs> Dark Winter. I just wanted the other guy's voice. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you need to have concrete policy right now but you should definitely look to the future and how you might help your people what are your plans to get out of this if winter continues goblin tribe may have to leave this place behind go where there is food or we stay here and die Indeed. Perhaps Sound we are being cursed for trying to live not like proper goblins. Perhaps. I would say this fortress is very strong. It was a good idea. But this long winter has affected many beyond this fortress. You have been beyond. How far? Does this go? We are from ten towns. Some of us are from the surrounding areas. <laughs> and it even affects those areas. My god, the entire tri-state metroplex. <laughs> no, the entire tri-country metroplex. <laughs> metroplex. <laughs> it's still one... Bunch of cities. He's very, yeah, you're, you're a very well-spoken goblin. Um, the weed is nothing but well-spoken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, Snubsock will lead tribe to survival. Might not be uh, safest route or most prosperous, but it will be one of survival. I think that is a good plan. Well thought out. <laughs> Probably the best that you could hope for right now. I would encourage you after all this is done and the long winter is no longer long that you come back here to this fortress. It is very sound. You can make a great leader for your people in this place. You will help Snubsock defeat Chief Yarbnock. Bye. Defeating the chief, Snubzak can 
become unopposed ruler. I will How do you talk. find yourself in this position? You, you, you repeatedly uh, find yourself in this specific position. I will join the goblins. <laughs> <laughs> I will be your most loyal lieutenant. He keeps he keeps knowing how to speak their languages. That's what's that's what's fucking you guys up. He can speak Jesus goats, way. he can speak with the bees, he can speak with the goblins. I must confer with my compatriots on how to resolve this matter without further bloodshed. Or, I guess, any bloodshed. I don't think anything's happened yet, right? Uh, correct. There actually hasn't been any okay. current bloodshed at the moment. Very good, Subsnack. Very good. <laughs> They're calling them bug snacks. Bug snacks. That's copyrighted. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Wait, did you just call him Subsnack? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot his name. Awful strange. Such a snack. Yeah. Yes, if you may uh, allow me to confer with my companions, maybe we could find a mutual solution to this problem of ineffectual leadership. <laughs> the thing is, there's probably half these words probably don't even exist in Goblin when you're speaking, so <laughs> we're just gonna pretend you're you're talking like this, but you're really like grunting and making very like commonality phrases about like we, you lead, good idea. <laughs> it's all in the inflection, right? It's, yeah, it's there's a there's a lot of subtext in in yes. Goblin language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, Snub Suck seems very um, motivated by your eloquence. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you would like, you can go back into the keep. Uh, Thimbleweed. Okay. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'll yeah try to find everyone else and explain that there needs to be a change of leadership. Yeah, you make it inside, and uh, there's Blista, um, who's still kind of waiting, and very much like a child almost, like, just, like, very excitedly and just looking forward to whatever the fuck, like, the chief was, you know, all this stuff, and thinking it's gonna be a grand thing. And there's, like, a, just a single goblin standing outside this eastern door, just kind of looking very, like, official and, like, he's guarding the door. And he's kind of startled when he sees you. Hey, are you supposed to be inside? Uh, yes, indeed. I'm supposed to be finding my compatriots. Thank you. Yeah. And the goblin... <laughs> the goblin uh, knocks on the door, and immediately the three of you, uh, of course, hear this, and um, Spellex gets... the door opens. No, no, no. Yeah, the, I, I... the door is um, bolted on your side. Oh. oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. And you uh... hear this, you hear this, yeah, the knocking, and says, uh, another one of theirs still coming in, needs to come in. Perhaps you ought to step step behind the door, the uh, corner there, Mr. Gnome. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he looks, um, Spellex. Spellex. Yeah, here's the, uh, here's the picture to remind you. Okay. That's with his disguise on, obviously. Um, he's, he nods, but at the same moment, um, 
uh, in response to this knock being, you know, the door, uh, the, the door being knocked and uh, that voice coming through, this other goblin just kind of opens the door and comes running in to, like, help, you know, do his duty of opening the door from the inside and immediately freezes. Um, and Spellex sees him and he sees him. And before you all can respond, Spellex just reaches out and a f- little firebolt leaves his hand and hits the goblin right, right in the face. And he gets off saying, ah! And he just, like, burns and his skin blackens and crisps up. And uh, you can see a few, like a goblin beyond there to the east kind of like, what was that? How do you guys respond? One weapon inside the room. Pull the body? Or what? Oh, he's he's he just murdered that goblin? Is yes. That what just yes. Uh, sure. Okay. The body then. Okay. Maybe he's really not a good leader. <laughs> it looked like he just absolutely panicked and like just like fired yeah. him out because he's like, oh shit, I can't be seen. Um, what about the door? Um, uh, Valravan will step forward, like, as that other goblin is getting pulled in. <laughs> uh, uh, no problems here. Your, your chief is, uh, a harsh negotiator, making very firm points. But we will, uh, negotiate with him very well. As he closes the door. Uh, okay, roll a, roll a deception check as you do. Deception. Oh my god! What is happening? So, that's not a 10. Not, I can't roll a 2 on this. I can't be this bad to see no, people. No, I literally cannot. Uh, where is it? What? Are people coming? What's happening? So, find out. One, yeah, one goblin opened the door, because he had just stepped outside for the privacy. He had opened the door and walked inside, seen all of this, Spellex responded by flinging a firebolt at him. The goblin has apparently died from that. But maybe 20 or 30 feet away, there was another goblin out on what looks like a, a rampart to the east. Um, and, and kind of was like, you know, that exclamation point, like the uh, the stealth game, where it's like, right, you know, kind of paying attention a little bit. And while Robin is now trying to um, smooth things over. That's actually a 15. That's a not 15, a okay. I tell Valravin, I've got this. I shove that body in a tight corner and using my alchemy, transform my outer appearance to look like that goblin. Hmm. To look like the one that just got killed? Yes. Okay. Is this the goblin right next to me? No. Okay. No. I was confused there for a second. You... You might hear something odd from the other side of your door because this happened in that room. So you hear maybe a door opening, a sound of like, you know, a fire crackling, the sound of maybe a very slight goblin shriek, which is not uncommon. There's goblin noises, you know, all around all the time. How they talk, right? Yeah, and then you probably hear just the faint muffled sounds of Valravin. You can't probably make it out, but you can kind of hear it, and then maybe a door closing. That's everything that happens on your end. Your door is still... Sounds like a spirited debate in there. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, all right, Val Robin, you, uh, when you say those words, um, the goblin just kind of shrugs and turns as you close the door. And then Edmund, you magically make yourself look like that goblin. Spill like, ah! <laughs> and then he's like, ah, yes! I knew it! You got, you got magic powers! Perfect! 
science, not magic. Oh, okay. Yes, I, I guess, too I am guess, a, I, a gnome of science. I guess I can reopen the door now, now that, now that the, the goblin, you know, he's back to standing right next to me. Good. Yeah, whatever Evan wants to do. That, I mean, and, and yeah, the, the, the knocking door um, came from the west, which, as I said, is bolted by a giant, like, secure... Um, oh, so these goblins that opened, just opened this door are not related to Thimbleweed? They're, they just randomly opened it on some other errand? Uh, correct. Yeah, sorry. So the uh, one that... Okay. Yeah, so the door that Thimbleweed is at is to your west, and that's the okay. one that has is locked from the inside, and that's the one where the goblin was knocking to have somebody let... And there's supposed to be a goblin on the other side. That goblin was dismissed to the eastern door whenever he was coming in to do the door, correct. Okay. So really, it's Thimbleweed's fault that this goblin got murdered. <laughs> but he didn't know that. And, All right, uh, well, Edmund, you as, as, you're now the door goblin. Do you want to open the door? The door, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, hang on, let me, let me put my face back on. Ah. He gets his stuff back on there. What are you guys doing with the body? I, I crammed into a tight space. Okay. There's, there there's space? other, yeah, there's, there's a small, like, closet area. It's, mm -hmm. it's a, where he says, like, the treasury, and it's all just empty. Yeah, and then, uh, okay, the chief's room, yeah, you can shove a body in there. Classic. Shove stuff it in move. the shove it in the broom closet. <laughs> um, yeah, there's it, there's it, stacks it, of other goblin bodies in there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the where we put them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Put on the yeah. pile. If I know that we're supposed to open the door, sure, I'll open the door. Okay. You open the door. The goblin doesn't even look at you twice; just nods because obviously recognizing you as that goblin. And you all see Thimbleweed. Yes, everything is completely normal in here. <laughs> it's over here. <laughs> we might have to have a change of leadership. Uh, Robin, a glance at Spellix, but back at Thimble, like, are you? Do you know? Perhaps you should come in here. Are you Team Goblin now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish you could pay notes, my friend. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Everywhere you go, he's like, I'm with the gnolls now. <laughs> I'm just imagining that when he comes in, we just a cadre of goblins behind him. Yeah. We, we need to talk. Like, what the fuck? I, for one, welcome our goblin overlords. Send them yeah. to the dungeons now. <laughs> I've organized them. Thimbleweed like our version of Loki, just just forming his own little army wherever yep. he goes, convincing everyone to follow him. <laughs> and very unpredictable. All right, well, if Thimbleweed's coming in, I will at least, um, if we can get him, you know, if he's if if the goblins will let him come in alone, um, then I will explain to him the situation on our end. I don't I don't know the situation on his end. <laughs> yet, but... If you don't mind, friends, if I may go in there to confer alone. Would be great. Uh, yeah, the goblins have no... Filthy uh, language, then, believe it, if you don't mind me saying so. <laughs> oh, it is the worst. Wait. <laughs> it was just like, barking in Goblin. It's the worst! Oh, my ah, okay. Every. It's good to have you back. Every syllable just cuts across my tongue. 
Well, yes, as um, we were explaining, this gnome here wants out of his leadership position, as it happens. Well, fantastic. All the other gnomes want him out of his leadership position. <laughs> Great. So how do we do this without getting this gnome killed, I suppose is the question. That is a good question. And how do I'm kind of curious about this artifact that you mentioned. I kind of want to see that before we leave, but that's sort of an optional subquest in our <laughs> current priorities. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> do you have it with you, or where is it? It's in my room. I uh, told him that I could, uh, you know, open it. Uh, I I haven't been able to do that yet. Another reason why they're all kind of pissed at me, I think. Do you do you think that as we that that your new goblin friend would be amenable if we were to murder the current chief on his behalf? Okay, wait a minute. What? We happen to have a goblin head that looks quite convincing. Yes, kill him right now. Ah! Hold on. Perhaps I should be clearer. I'm imagining a scenario in which we present the helmeted caricature of a goblin that this gnome has created as proof that we have murdered the current chief, therefore allowing your new ally to ascend. And in return, your new goblin chief ally would simply allow us to leave unharmed. I think I could probably convince him to do that. Yes. <laughs> if not, I'll be joining the goblins and killing you all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so that's the fallback plan, anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's for the future. Right now, we're we're trying to get to look at this artifact. Yes, uh, he can open the door and show you the artifact. Frey, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Could you give me another perception check? Are you able to roll? Yes, I can, actually. Yeah. This takes a second. As you have been guarding the wagon and the reindeer, and... Is the perception? Uh, yeah. Or what's your... Yeah, you can go ahead and roll perception, I guess, assuming you're actively... Whatever the difference in roles is, looking at how many reindeer get eaten. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hmm. Um, goblins are pretty stealthy, though. Um. I do have danger sense. Does that help with anything? <laughs> Plus six. You said they're pretty fucking stealthy, man. That's like the only thing goblins can do well. <laughs> By the way, you've all been robbed several times yeah, since you've been here. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I need to caveat this with I never said I was guarding the cart well. Mm -hmm. Right. You're, you're Just with your presence. Top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're sitting on top like like a sunroof, or, or like a, like you're just the wheels like, have been like, stolen. Yeah, you're just, just kind of laying on the roof. Just... <laughs> the overhead shots, just goblins going in and out. Yep, dressed up in all your clothes. Um, yeah, you're still 
you you know that you're next to a watch. So your wagon is about 10 feet tall, and this watchtower near you is about 20 feet tall. So you pretty much have a good eye of those goblins when they're at least on the edge. And you definitely see them poking out and whispering and pointing and kind of milling about and poking out, whispering, pointing. And that's kind of what's got your attention. So you don't necessarily see or hear anything that else is going on. You notice the reindeer are getting more and more agitated, though, the longer that time passes here. And it hasn't been, like, super long because there hasn't been any short rest or anything. But it's probably, mm-hmm. been, it's probably been something like an hour. I feel like Frey would yell out, you guys better hurry up or I'm going to leave you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Um... You're not quite sure what's going on, but you definitely sense that the the reindeer are getting more agitated, and you feel like the goblins are becoming more animated uh, near the watchtower as well, at least. If if Frey starts yelling, can we actually hear her from in here? Not from in the keep. When you exit the keep, you might be able to hear her. Okay. She's really giving it the bellowing yell. (laughs) Um... I realize in, in the meantime, can I start taking the cart and doing donuts in like this big <laughs> open space? <laughs> you want to actually like drive it around? Keep the rain yeah. exercising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Frey has very little, if any, animal handling, so she figures like do some do some practice. You know, just the give me an animal handling check. Just like donuts, like right in this general yeah. area. how well the reindeer respond it's not going to go well i can tell you that much right now <laughs> this were an rpg <laughs> you'd be leveling up your animal handling skill by doing this that's right all right it's mostly a driver's crash course when you're going around um the reindeer are pretty well trained they're not used to going in tight circles on a mountain peak so you can tell there but they're also pretty nervous about being near you think it maybe it's the smell like just all these goblins around them mm-hmm um, to where they're acting more agitated uh, than usual. And you think you see a few goblins maybe even, like, looking at you sideways and looking at their bows and making some decisions. But nothing uh, overtly hostile as of yet. All right. Yeah, I'm still just attempting to do donuts. Okay. Um, the uh, Spellex opens the door. And uh, to his chief quarters, and inside you can see an egg-shaped metallic object about as big as a, maybe a small human. You know, four feet by four feet, maybe. Um, And in the middle of it is a panel with flashing lights and a nine-digit keypad. And it's got seams to where it looks like it's going to open somehow. And uh, he explains that uh, a one of our uh, goblins found the object and brought it back here, but uh, was uh, unable to open it. I'm not sure what the hell it is. I don't know where it came from either. I've been trying different combinations, but thing seems to work. All right, nine digit keypad. Are these like numer like numbers? Like yes, zero through nine. Yep. Okay, it's like a phone. Yeah. Does anyone have a black light? <laughs> yes. Can we? Uh, what's the thing you do to like detect which buttons have been pressed? Like the dust thing or the it's all tape. sixes. Get some <laughs> tape on there. Yeah. Yeah. The fingerprints off. 
I would like to investigate it. Give me an investigation roll. Or a clue of some sort. Damn these rolls. Yeah. Yeah. These are yeah, you're right. The things we're good at tonight so far. <laughs> yeah. This is like nothing you've encountered before. Which makes you a little uneasy. It's got it looks smooth when you put your hand on it. It feels kind of textured. And um you can feel seams. Um where it looks like this thing should open somehow but you can't see any way of doing it the only thing that's on there that isn't just pure you know egg looking thing is this panel with this lit up panel that's got the numbers on it uh, you guys have any magic that opens stuff did you take that spell <laughs> Could dispel some magic if, if it was magicified. <laughs> um, I could misty step someone inside the egg. Oh god! Probably I can't. I don't think I could do that. I would like to investigate it. Okay. Oh boy! Yeah, Celeste, you um, are you? In- you come up and the rest of you see her eyes kind of glaze over. It's just purposely she walks up like to the panel as if she knows what she's doing and just kind of like rests her hand on it. And um, Celeste, this whole experience feels very familiar to you. And you feel like this is a container with something inside. Something they teach you in your monastery, dear? <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't I don't know why I know about this, but this feels very familiar. Uh, do I have any sense of if what's inside is good or bad? It's drugs, isn't it? It's all drugs. <laughs> it's drugs. It's full of drugs. Um, you are not sure, but a part of you feels like it, it is biological. Giant ostrich egg to make omelets. <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. This is how a horror movie starts. That's right. Yeah, let's open mm-hmm. the container. This is... Ridley Scott's made like four movies about this very time. <laughs> I was about to say, isn't this the beginning of Alien? It sure is. And the end of like two of his other movies. I think there's like a Chucky film like this too. Mm. Hold on. I'm trying to remember how telepathy works. So telepathy is like, is like I can, so it's like I can be in people's heads, right? That's how I've used it before. I want I want to try to, you, you said that like, uh, that it's, it's like biological. I want to try to, to talk to the egg telepathically. 
Okay. Not gonna go. Now we're reenacting like a rival or something. <laughs> I would like to I'd like to speak to the alien. Yeah, the tentacles come up on the. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, now you experience time non-linearly. <laughs> <laughs> I've broken you. I imagine it's like one of those where you're trying to hack into someone's brain, but they hack into you instead. Oh, man. That's right. We're about to get, yeah, some sort of, like, bizarro <laughs> Celeste here. Uh, okay, so... Killer, as soon as something weird happens. Are her eyes still, like, rolled up or whatever? As long as she is in, uh, like, physically in contact of it, yes. Okay. Yeah, this is kind of freaky for you guys. Even Spellex is like, um, it's never done that before. I've touched it a lot. I've touched it a lot. Probably should have cleaned it first. Wow, you went there. It was in my room. I didn't think anybody else would be in here. Uh, all right, so was telepathy isn't like a, a check or anything, right? You're just activating it, I think? I think so. It just says, yeah, it just says, like, you can speak telepathically to any creature you can see within 60 feet of you. Okay. Um, you feel like you can make this connection. Uh, what do you want to try to... Uh... Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna try to very specifically say, just simply say, what are you? Okay, um, you feel a a response, and um, it comes back as one of confusion, and sounds like um, it dark. Um, and uh, you get back a sense of um, fear, fear and confusion mostly, but you do feel there's something inside there that is responding to you. So instead of okay. instead of responding of what it is, you almost feel like it's giving you just an emotional response of of confusion and fear um, about its predicament. And it, it asks the same of you, um, like, what are, are you? Whisper. Janitor. <laughs> I am the one who cleans. <laughs> We've been on the road as marshals for how long now and how many adventures, and she's still self-identifying <laughs> as a janitor. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, literally done great deeds across this yeah. land I'm mostly clean I don't know how much this thing can communicate really back with me with my you feel the longer powers. you do it the psychic connection grows stronger okay so I'm gonna say uh, friend and um, try see if I can figure out the code like just ask you know combination numbers um okay uh between the two of you you get a brief flashes of memory as you stitch together images from its memory and your own 
of um, creatures with tentacles for mouths and a very uh, white room with these egg-shaped containers all around and um, blinking lights and tubes and a bunch of stuff that is utterly confusing and mysterious to you. And you definitely feel that fear and confusion of its memories and your own. And you see, you're not even sure if it's you or it that you're really experiencing this, but you look and you see that you are in this container and you can see that one of those tentacled creatures is operating something, some um, device, and you can see the uh, container around you begins to close and becomes dark, and then all of a sudden, like, just lights up with, like, just purple lights inside, and you can see just this blinding light come at you, and your head just feels like it's splitting open as this force is inserted in and it causes immense pain and just horrible migraine and then you the next thing you know um this is where the two memories get disentangled is and you're almost seeing them like they're uh like it's that visual where the two images are like overlapping a little bit and it's causing you to feel like mentally ill um just from experiencing this but one of them is still trapped and has been trapped in darkness for a while and you feel like like days are going by and yet you don't feel fatigued or hungry or anything like that it just feels like you're almost frozen in time and the other one um you see um a little bit of not light cuz it's was dark out of them at the time um but still more than your innate darkness and like a split crack open and um as the other one manages to crawl outside. And that is when the memories disentangle. Mm. I don't think I handle this well. I'm going to back away and go, no, 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 no. Um, As you back away, you see the egg crack and split and just open like a flower from the top. Just very weird, because it looked like it was metal, and it just really unfolds, and uh, kind of like the alien egg, really. Like, who's about to get face-hugged? It's, yeah. it's happening. Um, and inside, you see a... Uh, it looks humanoid, um, but bestial. It almost has like elvish features, like the elven ears, but it's got sharp teeth and very long limbs and like wolf-like um, back legs. And you can see the kind of lights flickering inside and you can see its eyes were like kind of rolled back to its head. And then its eyes suddenly like snap forward and it sees all of you. And uh, as it crawls itself out of this egg... Uh, you will feel a psychic blast just emanate from this thing. Isn't your friend then, dear? I, I, I don't know. No. And uh, 
you can see it trying it it speaks but um well do any of you uh speak under under common i do okay you hear it say in a very guttural underdark creepy way um make it stop make it stop and it blasts everybody around you i need everybody to make an intelligence saving throw oh lord okay Robin, all about the intelligence. <laughs> Man, it can save is a six. That's... And I'm going to have uh, you guys roll initiative as well. Don't forget oh Spell Ricks. All right. Is yep. he getting hit by this too? Jeez. He is getting hit by this too, yeah. Uh, this is for Spellix, and he does take the damage, which knocks him on his ass, and it stuns if you... So if you succeed, I believe nothing happens. If you fail, you take 14 psychic damage, and you are stunned. What? DC 12, which I think is only Thimbleweed and Spellix. You don't need to insult my intelligence. We all know. <laughs> Been speaking goblin too long, man. It's messed with your head. No, I mean, my head's already pretty messed up, so goblin's the best <laughs> I can do. Uh, he says to make it stop, which I assume means to kill him. <laughs> Uh, that is certainly an interpretation. But we've seen... We've seen Celeste do something similar to this, right? Like You have. Okay. Yeah, Celeste, this appears to be a more potent version of something you can do. And it is your turn first. This thing does appear hostile. It looks angry, and it is lashing out. I will try to talk to it one more time. Okay. And say and ask how, like, what, how we can help. Like, and just, just say friend and, um, and ask, yeah, ask and try to ask what's wrong. Okay. Uh, telepathically? Mm hmm. Okay. Um, you hear it, it looks at you, and you, before it didn't even know who, you know, but it seems to recognize as soon as you do that, it locks eyes with you, and you see it, um, very monstrous visage, but it does have some, um, anguish in its eyes, and it just says, stop, pain, head, hurt. Yeah, it says that telepathically. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, uh, it 
doesn't appear very intelligent. I mean, it can speak, obviously, mm-hmm. but it doesn't appear to be very intelligent. Yeah, I don't know. I feel bad just attacking it. I don't know. <laughs> yes, the crisis of conscience. All DMs want know. to do. I don't know. To the players. <laughs> Especially making her go first. I know. <laughs> make the choice. Um. I. I'm gonna hold up my psi crystal and see if that does anything or see if he has any reaction to that. Okay. Um, you hold that up and uh, it looks like that might have some effect on him. Um, he actually looks at it with even greater fear because it is amplifying your own psychic powers and he seems to read that as if and you see um, flashes again of those images and you see uh, these crystals being used by these tentacled creatures as part of their experiments and their devices so he sees that and immediately registers um, a greater fear from that object. Okay. So he emerged from this egg and the egg is still like sitting there? Yep. Open? Yep. It looks like the inside of it is just enough to fit like one person, like just stock straight as if strapped to a table or something. And it must have been, you can see, judging by his body, he must have been, like, hunched over and kind of curled up inside because he really emerged with, like, these elongated limbs and stuff. Okay. Um, and there's, like, still goblins or what is it? Gnomes? Whatever it is on either <laughs> either door. Uh, on the side of either door. Yeah, you. <laughs> the, the goblin that was on the other side of this door is killed, and Edmund is okay. currently looking like that goblin. The goblin that's on the western side next to a stunned thimbleweed, um, you're not sure what happened, although you're pretty sure psychic blasts could potentially penetrate uh, through the walls and just affect um, any uh, living creature. Um, But uh, you did not... uh, In fact, well, you can see it. I rolled it. Um, The goblin intelligence save was a 14. Miraculously. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to come over this way and try to go out this door. I can't really see. Just going to try to move away from him to see if it's like, if it's our like connection, like closeness that's causing him pain. So, where's, is this the door out here? Can I go through here? To the east? Sure, yeah, you can go out there. That that was the door with the dead goblin, right? Yep. Okay. 
Um, he lets you go without attacking you. And, um, he just watches you with, like, very wary eyes. And yeah. as you as you step outside, you see a ramparts overlooking kind of the entrance to this place. And uh, there are several goblins and wolves who kind of look over all of a sudden very curiously now. Are you slamming that door shut or are you keeping it open? I'm going to slam the door shut. Okay. And just let them deal with that. And um, <laughs> I am going to spend a key point to take the dodge action. Okay. Um, All right, they're not, uh, none of the goblins out here are hostile to you, but they are looking at you with interest as if trying to figure out, like, what's going on? I smile like everything's okay. Like, <laughs> I just take my, take my mop and just do my, like, there you go. Uh, Edmund, you are currently disguised as a goblin. Who can speak under common? Yeah, apparently so. To communicate to that thing and says, uh, make what stop? Um, it, now it, it swivels its head to you. It says, Ed, rain, hurt. Okay, well. Um, well, Varavan, what do you think we should do? Roll a, uh, Edmund, you can roll a nature check. I like rolling checks. <laughs> I like checks. That's a, that's wow. a good check. Um, you recognize a quagoth, which is a creature that normally resides in the underdark, which is why it speaks undercommon. And while it is intelligent enough to um, have its own language, it's normally used as like a slave race by drow. And in fact, they even breed them to be more obedient and bestial. Um, and you don't know what the fuck it's doing here. <laughs> you seem like a very odd place to find one of these things. Um, you're also pretty sure they, they're not supposed to have whatever it just did. Um, they can have some um, powers. Um, because Underdark's kind of weird like that. Some different creatures can be exposed to different aberrations and mystical energies and things. Um, but this felt very strange when you just got hit by this. But you're pretty sure this creature, if, um, would re possibly respond with violence and aggression if it was confused and afraid. Uh, you would also know that it is immune to poison. Poisoning it. Wait, it, it will be aggressive if it's confused? Yeah, it will basically treat most situations with violence and aggression. Man, I wanted to kill this thing, and now you had to make it all sympathy. <laughs> oh, absolutely, you can kill it. I'm not going to... It's just a cornered animal. I'm not here to judge. Perhaps, perhaps we can um, put it back in its egg until we are able to deal with it at a more opportune moment. Well, Robin's like glancing at the door, is like very nervous about the fact yeah. that we're surrounded by goblins. Yeah, and and you can see Spellex and Thimbleweed are both like just sitting there drooling, like being stunned by this blast. I say we let someone else deal with this problem. What say you? I can at the very least 
attempt to suggest he go back into his egg for the moment. I don't think this is the right time to deal with this particular problem. <laughs> Make the perfect opportunity for distraction so we can escape the other guy. That's right. Like, we let this... <laughs> This, this thing, thing whatever this quagga, like out the door and attack all these other <laughs> guys out here, and we just like bye. Trot out with the other guy. The quagoth, they've been used as slaves, but he seems a bit more powerful than most typical quagoth that I know. Um, but I don't think it is our place to to kill him. He seems to be in agony. Um, what's the, he's standing in the doorway, then we did my way. Uh, he, he had just come into the door, yeah. Through the door, I guess. Uh, since he's stunned, can I just push him aside, like, inside this room still? Sure, yeah, you can't do anything about it. I just knock him over. Can <laughs> <laughs> you step over me? There's a difference push, push aside and knock his ass over. <laughs> Back can I, out of the can way. I push him aside? Yes. Okay. I knock him over. <laughs> he like slams. Just... Yeah. Just unfortunately, million dollar babies. It just hits a stool on the way down. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Quadriplegic thin boy for yeah. us to campaign. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> but yes, you can move him. I want to grapple this thing. Interesting. Um, all right, we have grapple rules. Uh, you can make a athletics check contested by its athletics or acrobatics check. And it seems like it's pretty strong. <laughs> it's Quite strong, in fact. Jeez, you wrap your arms, it just goes, and just like shakes you off. My action, right? Uh, yeah, that counts as your attack. If you have an extra attack, you could do it twice, but I don't think you do. Ah, uh, elusive. It's, it's funny as you still look like a goblin. I assume so. You're like this goblin <laughs> just trying to grab this thing. Ah, my mind uh, tricked myself that I look like this goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's definitely pissed off. I was trying to give you a hug. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you feel bad? Make it stop! And it claws at you, Edmund. I was trying to hug you. <laughs> I don't like to be touched. Uh, wow. Gives you the one-two punch on the uh, fourteen. I hit. Fourteen does not hit. Alright, you only take four slashing damage from the first attack, then. And that's all it does the moment of all Robin. Robin's trying to piece this together from what little he gathered from <laughs> Celeste as she was staring at the egg and this creature going nuts here. I mean, he just wants to defuse the situation as quietly as possible at the yeah. moment. Uh, yeah, you guys are making some going... noise. You can hear the other goblin is like um, outside the room, starts like knocking on the door frantically and says, uh, "Chief, hey, Chief, what's what's going on?" And uh, you can assume from that that he did not get killed by the psychic blast. <laughs> have I heard the chief talk in his goblin voice? Uh, yes. 
Do I think I heard it well enough that I could attempt to replicate it? I mean, it would be a deception check, I, I think. I, I don't remember what it, what it sounds like. Like, <laughs> like most goblin voices, really. I mean, the chief was also faking a goblin voice, so. That's true. Um, it probably wasn't right, a great say, goblin uh, voice. Everything's fine! We're all fine. How are you? Yeah, that's right. No problems here. <laughs> no problems here. You're breaking out. <laughs> um, he will begin. Um, uh, give, give me book. a deception check with that. Oh, okay, okay. Deception. Oh my goodness. Well, Robin, one of these days you got to roll higher than a. No, that's that's an eighteen. That I cannot roll a five. <laughs> I refuse to accept the results of this. I am not doing my job tonight, folks. I'll, yeah. <laughs> my face powers are failing me. That's an 18. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Yeah, goblins can't uh, parse that out pretty well. Actually, I guess it should have been wisdom, but either way. Um, Balravin will pull out his book and begin um, writing about the pain this poor creature is experiencing. I should put these in a better order because I can never find this one. Okay. Um, how the pain made him susceptible to outside influences, including the writings of brave Valravan and his <laughs> ledger. Clued a little bit for yourself there. <laughs> I wrote myself in. Yep. Um, uh, and he will continue writing and he will say. Um, and the creature knew that the only way to uh, appease and waylay his pain was to return to the egg. The, the, the egg. <laughs> you better write this down correctly. Egg. It's not a word. Scratch again. And so he. And so he did. He returned to the egg, and crouched inside. Cast the suggestion spell. Yes. Okay. You're commanding him to return to the egg and crouch inside. Yes. Uh, that is a wisdom saving throw. Problem is, we don't know how to close it again. That, well, yes. I You've got eight just... hours. <laughs> That's right. That's true. Got some time. <laughs> If he fails, so he gets a wisdom save. He does this one? This is where here comes the unsettling words. <laughs> what, what, what is it right now? I don't even remember. It's. it's... He rolled a twenty, by the way, to everybody uh, just listening. Yeah. God, I can't even remember. What is my bar bardic inspiration die right now? It's a D eight, right? Huh? I think it's a D twelve. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I think it just leveled up to a D8, but I don't remember. How convenient. Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> Are you sure it's not a D16? <laughs> I need more Ds! Give me more Ds! Uh, yeah. Shit, it's not even on the... Alright, hold on. I'm finding it. We must know. How do D8 I bard? D8 at level 5, yes. It just, it just leveled up. I just haven't written it down anywhere. Alright, so I gotta roll. What do I gotta roll here? At least a four. No, I gotta roll at least a five. Math spins oh, is going me. Oh, he nails the bardic unsettling so, words. So unsettled. 
He's so unsettled. So that's really a 13, which does fail. What an epic, epic roll. <laughs> Is that the first time we've seen unsettling words really make a big ass difference? Because usually you roll difference. it and it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I think one time it was like one off, and I did I, I had to roll a one, and that would have done it. But yeah. this is the first time it's like I had to roll a, a decent number. Impressive. Um, pursues the course of action you described with the best of its ability, and it can continue for the entire duration. Okay, so I can go ahead and pull us out of combat because what it's going to do on its turn is immediately follow your instructions. Um, goddamn you, chat! If you're right, I'm going to be very upset. And can this thing understand common? I'm gonna allow it. Okay, it's it's close enough to under common. Can hear and understand you. I'm gonna allow it. Yeah. Um. It's and it, it seems to be a simple enough instruction too. It's not a big complicated yeah. thing. I think. Um. I I think it could parse out your meaning. Okay. Also, okay. it's been experimented on in strange ways. You're not sure what it <laughs> what it's capable of. I was going to say, you could ask me to translate for you. That's right. Translate my words on the ears, chance. <laughs> it was magic that's being cast on them. Yeah. Yeah, between everybody involved here, I think I think we, we can let it happen. That, I'm not going to take this away. That's just, that was a great role. <laughs> too, much, too much went into this. Too, too much too went into this. Out. We're going to let it happen. DM ruling. All right, so yes, um, on its turn... Uh, it will retreat back to its egg and climb inside. And as uh, Edmund said, the the thing does not close. So it's still open. The open, you know, half is just open. And it just kind of sits in there with a really just very calm, serene look on its face. As it's sitting there just kind of uncomfortably looking crouched in this thing. Um, and then every six seconds, Thimbleweed and Spellex can repeat the save to try to come out of being stunned. I think Max... Time at last is a minute. So at some point, um, they do recover. And right, yeah. So at some, I, I would also like open that outside door and just put, peek my head out and say, uh, um, Celeste, your s services are required for the ongoing negotiations inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back in and say, Oh, did we do it? We did. Good job, team. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how to close that thing? I don't know how I opened it in the first place, to be honest with you. Fantastic. That is true. But I'll I'll go up to it uh, very cautiously and just like kind of put my hands on it and see if that does anything. Um. Roll an intelligence check. Hold on, as she as as she's going out, as she's going up to uh, inspect this thing, uh, Val Robin's gonna write a little a uh, little haiku about how good she is at understanding this new this alien machinery. Use her inspiration on that. Oh, I guess it's you. You should use it. Yeah, not me. I, I did it. So I just did it. He's so excited. He's like, I'm so rolling. excited. I was like, <laughs> uh, that was less. That was less good. Uh, we can take the twenty. That's okay. Or oh, wait, hold on. You said good. it was a D eight. I rolled a D six. Oh, you did roll D six. Yeah. 
Yes. All right. There you go. Same roll. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, with a twenty intelligence, you see, you you probe deeper into the memories to where it's almost painful for you, Celeste, to recall as you get this link together with this creature. And but it's you can do it because now it's not um, fearful or anxious. It's just kind of magically dazed at the moment. It's it's concentrating so hard on just following the directions it was given, which is just to chill in here for a time. Um. And you do feel flashes of um, the keypad being pressed in a certain way, and your hands just kind of automatically, without even you realizing it consciously, f- your fingers fly over certain uh, numbers in an order, and uh, all of a sudden this thing makes a little bloop sound, and the, the whole pedals just go, and it closes. Hold on. <laughs> Well, uh, that was a totally normal thing. <laughs> Spelix so come, many questions. Spelix comes out of being stunned for a second. like, oh, what was that? What was that? Oh, crap. Yes, there was some sort of creature in that egg. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, you guys killed it? No, we, but we put it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What do we do with this thing now? It is... Celeste, do you have any idea what this thing is doing or what this creature is? Um, I think that it might be some kind of holding cell or a ship, maybe? I, I think, I feel like I was... I was I was there with the creature or or in a same the same place that he was and it was it was very scary and there were there were there were these other things that, that I just it was it was too horrible but I I think it came from somewhere far far away <laughs> it's around the word using the word aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it was aliens. <laughs> I'm saying came from the sky. <laughs> uh, well, not to say that I wish to uh, take on that creature again, but perhaps this place is not the best place for this egg to be. Whatever happens to this creature in the future, perhaps we should take it with us? Just roll the egg. Roll the egg, yeah. How how did you guys get it in here? (laughs) I guess that's... Oh, uh, we have, you know, carts and stuff. I I told you, I invented all these tools that goblins had never even heard of. Do you think you could um, convince your goblin friends to transfer this egg to our wagon? Uh, I, maybe. I need I, they, they need an explanation. Leaders don't need an explanation. Yeah, I know, but uh, I don't exactly have the, uh, the ear of the people right now. Um, Lauren will turn to Thimbleweed and say, uh, Perhaps your friend can help with that particular problem? 
you're, you're muted, but I heard you. <laughs> I heard you through the other mic. <laughs> His voice carried. Yep. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bad muted for that one thing. <laughs> Perhaps. Thumbweed said. <laughs> hey, sure, sure. You, you guys want it? That's fine. As long as I go, too. As I see it, this is the way I'm imagining this story unfolding. You order that your goblins transfer the egg to our cart. Thimbleweed, in conjunction with his new goblin ally, heeds the call with the understanding that once we all arrive at the cart, we will murder the current goblin chief for him, thereby ensuring he is ascendancy to chief chiefdom, at which point he will allow us to ride out safely. All while our only proof of murdering the goblin chief will be presenting an illusory head made out of a helmet. I've already written all of this down. It's Are you saying that to spell it? Yeah. <laughs> this is the story. This is the story. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess if that could work. All right, well then, I suppose first step is you give the orders, and Thimbleweed, you convince your new friend to follow those orders. I suppose I can help you with this. Uh, yeah, you, you can go outside and talk to um, Snubsuck, who's still out there impatiently waiting for some answers. Second to fix the webcams a second. I don't have one without Heather. <laughs> um... So real fast again, what's the what's the plan? Yeah, <laughs> this is important. Uh, you convince Snubsuck to to let us take the egg and the chief down to our wagon. In exchange, we murder the chief, and he gets to be the new chief. Unbeknownst okay. to Snubsuck, all we're going to really do is present the illusory goblin head helmet as proof that we killed him. And we're like, gonna murder the chief for reals. No. <laughs> I, the way I'm imagining it is we put the gnome in the cart with this, with this illusory head on. Yeah. Then we come out of the cart with the illusory yeah. head in our hands, like, hey, look what we did. We murdered your chief. Uh -huh. Snub sucks your new chief. Later. And we ride out of there. Yeah. <laughs> and we say, psych, he was alive this whole time, and then stab him to death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to epilogue the plan with that, I can't stop epilogue. yet. Epilogue. Alright. Um, Edmund's going to follow, just because it just seems natural for the goblin to... Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you're still disguised as a goblin. Or are you? I attacked you once. Do you need a concentration what? check? It's not a concentration spell. Alright. Oh. I checked. I believe you.
All right, are you telling this? Uh, what are you What are you telling to Snubsuck? So yeah, finest goblin, finest goblin sub snuck. We have agreed, my compatriots and myself, to help you ascend to the role of king chief of the goblin stronghold. But first. Of course, we must dispose of the previous chief. I believe we have the perfect solution for that. Right, fellas? <laughs> That's right. It's, it's in our wagon. We'll put him in our wagon and he'll be dead. We put him in our wagon and he is now dead. <laughs> <laughs> You kill chief, and I become a new chief. Yes. Henceforth and forthwith, you should be known as Chief Sub Snuck King Chief. He's gotten the name right once. <laughs> you speak our tongue, but you do not know our ways. You kill the chief, the, the goblins will tear you apart. Would you believe he died of natural causes? <laughs> now, Snubstuck were to become chief. If that chief dies and Snubstuck has show of strength and cunning, win over goblin loyalty. He pumps himself up and points at you, Thimbleweed, but kind of gestures to all... Which, I, I, guess, I guess just Thimbleweed and Edmund as a goblin out there right now, or... Is that... Okay. Yeah says, Snubsuck can challenge you to duel on Walk of Doom. Ooh. Me? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Snubsuck, best you, then wins over the tribe. My dear uh, Subsnuck, how does besting me make you chief of tribe? Why not best your own former chief? I do not speak for your chief. I do not speak for you. I am merely a humble traveler in your dear stronghold. Chief will not fight me. Chief will put forth champion. You are working with the chief. You're not... I work for all of goblin kind. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Whatever makes you chief and leaves me alive, I am a four. Excellent. We duel on Walk of Doom. My dear Subsnuck, <laughs> I will so kill you on the Walk of Doom. <laughs> You will not be chief. Would you like to think this plan through? Um, he holds himself up and says, "You." And, and, and at this point, he gets off his warg, who's still very kind of menacing when it's up there, just and steps up close to you and leans down. And says, "You let Snubsuck win, yes? Then 
you you take fall. And some suck wins fight. Some suck wins goblins. Allows you to go. This plan sounds great in theory, but the pit of doom leads me to believe that... Walk of doom. Walk of doom. Branding very important. The branding is important. The doom <laughs> part is what worries me. I myself am weak to doom. <laughs> vulnerability to doom. I, I would not like to uh, partake of that part of the plan. What? Where is this walk of doom? Uh, he points to the uh, west and to the north, kind of beyond where these tents are. Only way he can get out alive. Uh, Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Goblin lives this way. You truly care about goblin kind. I, if I'm honest, I. I have not the convictions. <laughs> a second ago, it was I work for Goblin Kind, and now it's ah. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I'll be honest. Can I just donate some money, or yeah. can I write a check? That's. <laughs> I mean, this chief is in her wagon. We outnumber him by a lot. <laughs> Very well, Sub Snuck. We shall have this duel over the pit of doom while walking towards our future. Fuck of doom. Fuck of doom. And you see all the goblins around start chanting this. Fuck of doom. Fuck of doom. Your branding needs work. (laughs) Pit of doom. Out of curiosity, we don't actually have to like pretend we killed the chief now because the chief still has or... to be eliminated in some way. He basically okay, so we still have to do that part of the plan. <laughs> yeah. So what Snubstuck explains is he's totally fine with you guys eliminating the chief, but then he needs to best like you so guys <laughs> in a like in a vengeance basically. Okay, okay. And then he can take control of the try like properly, at least according to him. All right, so the new plan is we, t- we take everybody into the wagon. Thimbleweed comes out holding the head, going, I killed the chief, and now I have to fight the other guy to be chief. <laughs> and the two of them fight on the Walk of Doom. Walk of Doom. <laughs> walk of Doom. Pit of Doom. <laughs> yeah, so you guys can come out. Um, Spellex is obviously still looking like a, a goblin at that point. And they're okay with us taking the egg. Like we can just have them move the egg. So, the yeah, so Spellex command, as you guys come out, Spellex command, as part of our uh, negotiations, they are going to be sending um, lots of lots of food and animals and supplies, and they just need this uh, object, which does us no good anyway. And the goblins say, like, oh, I, I guess. I mean, you can see they're kind of unsure, but he's like, I command it. And even he looks, like, fearful for a second, and the goblin's kind of, and he's like, hurry up! And then they, they run out and grab, like, a, a cart 
Uh, and like there's a bunch of goblins that grab this egg and like eve ho and like have it onto this thing. It seems pretty heavy, but Whispering's like, I wasn't sure that was gonna work. We're playing both sides, as it turns out. So yeah. I think we're all right. Yeah, and you see that cart um, rolling towards the um, main gate entrance as presumably, yeah, Thimbleweed has informed you of the the altered plan. Simple <laughs> step attached to the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you guys want to deal with the chief at this point? Or, or sorry, did you want to like kill, like do the kill inside, or what were you? Yeah, I mean at this point. Okay. Since since Thimbleweed, I mean, I mean Thimbleweed, you can you can argue against this, but since you have to fight, since you've agreed to fight him anyway, <laughs> uh, new plan would be for you to come out of the like we all go in the wagon. You come out uh. of the wagon holding the helmet as if you killed the chief. Okay. Nubsuck challenges you to the Walk of Doom, and then uh -huh. you die. I I don't know what the next. <laughs> That's a question part. mark and then question profit. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all good plans. I have a question mark in the middle. Yeah, you take a dive. I don't know what taking a dive quite equates to here. Um, we'll my, play it by ear. My question yeah. is, how are you going to smuggle the chief out? I mean, walk out. Yeah, just I mean, just like he's like like as as if he's like bidding us a do or something. Like we're uh, we'll be like talking to the chief as we walk to the wagon and. Make, doing final negotiations if he wants, like talking about like all the food we're gonna send and yeah. blah blah blah. And then he all he has to do is walk in the wagon with us when we get there. What, what wagon? Are you talking about your wagon outside the gate? Mm-hmm. Um, the chief says they'll attack as soon as that happens. We gotta, you gotta smuggle me out of here. What do you mean? Smuggies. wagon where's the where's the wagon right now i thought it was inside no he was just putting it on like no he's you're not they're, they're not bringing your big ass wagon in here they're, they're just putting this thing on like a cart and basically putting it uh the egg on the cart and then moving the cart outside oh yeah so i was asking if because oh, i, I is, thought is you is the you, chief not allowed to walk out to the wagon like what uh he, he's saying like once he, he gets uh, it's he says like i guess that could try and, and work but um, he just thinks there's there's no reason for the chief to like leave them. Like they would be very concerned about that. Okay. And and Snubsuck even well, if Snubsuck ever knew about this that part of the plan, he would definitely want the chief to be um confirmed dead. What what kind of magic do you have, uh, Mister Spellix? at your disposal that might uh, obscure your presence. He looks a little embarrassed, but he says, I've got uh, some minor illusion spells, but, you know, it's used in conjunction with my costume. It makes me pass as goblin, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty recognizable. That one, he's good, he points to uh, uh, Edmund. That's some that's some good magic right there. Science. Science, sorry. 
going to have to stage your death. Yeah, we're going to have to stage your death. Somewhere else, then, if we can't make it to the wagon. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. I just, I want my live self to be somewhere. Safe. I can, okay, let's let's do actually do the math here. I could, I could Misty Step him 30 feet. Can we get close enough to the wagon for me to Misty Step him? Uh, is, there, is there a point on the ramparts where we can look down on the wagon? You'd have to be at the outer main gate unless you were able to communicate with Frey and tell her to get uh, closer at some point out there doing donuts. <laughs> if, if it, okay, so so if as part of like the, um, you know, negotiations, if he was walking us along the ramparts, just, you know, a casual stroll. Yeah. We could maybe get close enough to uh, to look down on the cart where I could I, I could actually message her with a message spell. Yeah. And get the get, get the cart close enough to where we could misty step him into the wagon, <clears throat> and maybe hold on to the helmet to, as proof of his death. That's the only part I'm not clear about now. That's the part that Spellex was saying. Like the way this all goes down, ideally for the goblins not to come screaming down at you is that the chief is killed. Quote unquote, mm-hmm. he's using quotes. And um, Snubsuck through Thimbleweed has taken up this plan of like, oh, I'll, you know, avenge them by defeating one of them in the Walk of Doom combat. Um, well, Edmund already looks like a looks like a goblin. Can we can we put? How how dumb are the goblins? Can we put this gnome in Edmund's clothes and pretend that he's Edmund? <laughs> I mean, without the, no- without the goblin without the goblin helmet on, he probably doesn't look anything like their chief. Yeah, that is true. I wonder if they'll like, remember like how many how many gnomes did we walk in with versus <laughs> how many gnomes we walked out with. Yeah. It's unclear. We'll like, just walk, we'll just walk out as a big adventuring group. Yeah, we'll all it's like, very holy close together. shit, that might work. Never seen me without the the goblin get up. I mean, they kill everybody who's not a goblin. We don't even need, as I, as, as I think about it, we don't even need Thimbleweed to come out of the room necessarily. He can just stay here with the helmet and come out of the room with the helmet and go, I killed your chief. Time to walk of doom. Yeah. <laughs> Time to... Exactly what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Killed your chief. Time for walking doom. Who's with me? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> so that's the new plan because we're, we're minus one gnome now in Thimbleweed. So we we walk the the Spellex out as if he is Thimbleweed. As like we're like we're all leaving. We just walk out the front gate. And then when we get out to the wagon, like, Thimbleweed just waits till a count of, I don't know, two minutes. And then he comes out with the metal heads as I killed your, I killed your chief. And him <laughs> and Stubstack do his thing. Do their thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, the only problem Spellix has with that is, like, I, I, I'm just... You might have to kill me in the keep though or maybe somewhere dramatically instead of in the wagon well that's what, that's what i mean like like oh. would, like not leave at all oh i see yeah he stayed stay back okay 
The rest of you are like leaving with the, the egg. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It's, we're basically replacing Thindleweed with Spellex. With Spellex. Yeah. Okay. And you're assuming the, the goblins are like counting people or, oh, or keeping yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's minus, mi minus one gnome plus one gnome. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully goblins don't know, like, you know, they're as racist as people are towards goblins in terms of, like, ah, one gnome looks like another. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully somebody's got maybe a spare outfit. <laughs> two, two gnomes in a trench coat. <laughs> 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 somebody's got an outfit, yeah, to make um, Spellex look okay, because obviously he only has, like, goblin clothing. Yeah, I'm sure we got, like, just something that's not furs. Some... I have to pull something Robes. out. Yeah. Okay, Spellex is on board with this. So, you all, um, Celeste, uh, Valravin, Spellex, and, well, Edmund's disguised as a goblin right now also. Yes, yeah, so. So that works even better in your favor, because now you've just got yeah. another goblin that's like, he's just part of like the escort of the crew. Escorting us out. Yeah. yeah. So there's even less, so it makes sense that there's this another person, which is a, a, a very underdressed, fearful looking gnome. Right. Actually, you know what? He uses, I bet he can use silent, he uses his silent, uh, what is it, image to try and make oh. some more like clothes on him. <laughs> as he's say, like, freezing make, make his yourself, ass off. Make yourself look like Thimbleweed as much as possible. That's that's yeah. the whole idea, is that as we walk out, Thimble, they think Thimbleweed's with us, and then yeah. surprise, Thimbleweed's back in the keys. He's a silent image. Give the, what is that, like long eyebrows or something you had, or mustache? It's some kind of defining physical feature. What does Thimbleweed look like? <laughs> Grimy. <laughs> Extra grime. All right, so... And big eyebrows and a little uh, goatee. There you go. You all make it here along with probably some other goblins. They're helping escort you and Edmund. And you've got the, I don't have a graphic for it, but you've got the egg on a kind of a cart thing that you're all moving through the keep. And nobody egg. realizes that uh, Thimbleweed is not with you. And then... Uh, what was our instruction? I guess I guess this is, a, this is an important part. Like, what's the instruction to the void as we leave? Like, yeah, that is important. Wait five minutes and then come out with the head and be like, ah, you know, challenge for leadership. I guess. Quick, is five minutes enough time for us to get out? It might not. We don't know what's going to happen. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get out in, 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 yeah, less than that time. Yeah, um... Whatever the timing is, we'll say you guys are, like, approaching the main gate when Thimbleweed exits. Um, the keep carrying, because Spellex left his helmet behind. And you know what? You can even, if you want to do, be more um, macabre about it. Uh, you could grab that goblin body that he killed and just put the helmet on top and just hold that if you wanted to. Thimbleweed, I don't know. I don't know how much you want to sell it. How much you want to get into this? Uh, sorry, I think uh, someone's awake. Oh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, if you wanted to use the dead goblin body at all to accentuate the death with the goblin helmet that Spellex left behind. Uh, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll carry that body and that helmet. <laughs> carry that body and helmet. Uh, all right. You exit, uh, you like wrap open the door. That goblin, uh, you know, that's there guarding the door, like sticks back. Um, Ballista, what, what was the instructions to Ballista? Because, oh, yeah. Shoot. Do you want to leave her behind, want... or? 
Because she doesn't know she was looking for the chief, and you guys are just e exiting with this egg-shaped crate. And she kind as of asks leaving, you guys, like, what's going on? Um, as we're leaving, Valrovin will pull her aside a little bit, and he'll he'll tell her, like, um, listen, dear Plister, I have quite grown to enjoy your company. I must say that there is about to be a rather, um, keep this, keep this to yourself now. There's about to be a rather um, violent transition of leadership in your tribe. Now, you are, of course, fully welcome to stay with your tribe and uh, survive with them as they might. But I would like to extend an invitation to you to join us as well. We have enjoyed uh, our time with you as steward of our wagon. I'm talking like Bane! <laughs> <laughs> Putting some periods in my <laughs> sentences. Um, yeah. Uh, roll a persuasion check with advantage. Oh, shit. Okay, now I roll. <laughs> that doesn't matter. All right. Uh, with your silver tongue, she kind of looks at you with big eyes and says, Yes, Mr.'s... Future could be with you. I promise you'll eat better than you will with your goblin tribe. That much is for Ooh, sure. Ooh, you have elf? We'll find you something. <laughs> Just to love elf. I, I, I am an elf. I don't intend to feed myself to you, dear, but uh, perhaps some wild game we will, uh, we will locate that can uh, I satiate I love games. Your... We'll do that too, yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, so she is with you guys. So she does not scream in horror when the weed comes out with the, with <laughs> the head of the goblin and the body. Um, all the goblins are just freaking out and start grabbing their weapons. Not, uh, and the weed just come charging out of the keep. And you say... My dear goblins. <laughs> I have here your chief... Former chief slain by my hand by the goblin law and customs. You may demand my kill him, kill him, kill him. <laughs> he just cries. Indeed. And, and then, um, yeah, several goblins Send come rushing up. Champion fourth. <laughs> Sounds they, like they. Dash themselves upon the buttress of my butt. <laughs> oh, well, Robin, if only you were here to write this down. You got very close to an apocalypse quote there. <laughs> they will break themselves upon the rocks of the shore of Immortal, whatever it was. <laughs> I like the buttress of the butt. <laughs> buttress of the butt, yes. <laughs> very nice. Um... He Snub has been bullied after all. Snubsuck rolls up on you in the warg and says, um, This one has killed the chief. Snubsuck will defeat it alone. Fuck of doom. Yes. Yes. And you see the goblins form like a circle around you with their swords and kind of gesture you towards that northwestern corner. Where Subsnuck none rides. The, none of the rest of us can see this happening at all, right? We're if gone. if any of you wanted to um, stick around, you certainly could. But for now, you guys are heading towards the main keep. 
It is entirely up to you if any of you want to witness this. I kind of want to be there as like a, I don't know. Yeah, Val Robin will, will 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 go back to 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 watch the the fight. I, I, uh, my only concern is at this point we're trusting this new chief to let us go after this is all over. But <laughs> yeah, all right. But I I can teleport us out of here if if, if things get real bad. There you go. We <laughs> just right out and no rush. All right. Um, it, it does get a little dangerous because obviously one of your party has just slain the chief. And, um, you know, you're walking around and they all kind of uh, grab you, Valravin, and shove you forward. But whenever Snubsuck gives those um, orders, instead of all the goblins just, you know, tearing you apart, they just kind of grab you and start shoving you towards where all the mass of goblins are going, which is this northwestern um, corner with all these uh, huts in place. Uh, And as you are dragged over, you're seeing more goblins coming out of these huts. Um, and start forming big circle, like a semicircle around a two foot long. It's not two foot. Sorry, how long is it? I meant to say twenty foot long. It's a twenty foot long. Uh, my fifteen. We'll say fifteen. <laughs> Five, ten, fifteen. Fifteen foot long wooden walkway that clings to the edge of a precipice, and you can see its spiked railings are adorned with shredded cloth and goblin skulls. Walk off doom! Walk off doom! I, Thimbleweed, will venture across your walk of doom and be victorious. <laughs> they all boo and hiss. Or like- I am Thimbleweed. Snubstuck, um very dramatically, you know, rides up on his war, like, parts a bunch of goblins aside, and um, just kind of um, says, I will defeat these intruders have been led into our fortress by the chief, who was a fool, letting them inside, and now paid for it with his life. And now this one will pay. You can see the semicircle of goblins. Robin, you're allowed to go right here. And you can see a uh, older goblin uh, with uh, adorned with bones and feathers uh, comes out, and everybody kind of um, lowers their head in deference. And she calls out, um, The ritual of the Lock of Doom has been enacted. They will fight to the death. Only one will emerge. Um, and you are, and so Thimbleweed, you don't have any weapons. And she comes up oh, and, um, <laughs> about that. yeah, they throw down, um, I believe it's, uh, short sword. Uh, for you, and it looks like a scimitar looking sword for Snubsuck. And you are all kind of uh, marched out to the edge of this wooden walkway, which, like everything else, looks like it's fallen into a bit of a state of disrepair. Uh, Let's roll for some initiative. 
You all are brought out to basically the middle of it, and you can hear it creak. Uh, just for uh, Thimbleweed at the moment, but uh, obviously I will give uh, Val Robin, I guess, a chance to respond if you need to. <laughs> All right. So they're over. What are they over on this walkway? You look down, and it is a plunging drop. You guys were up a mountain several miles up. And it is see, a pit of doom. You see the edge of just a cliff below you. I mean, it looks like it's Here. it's over a hundred foot drop into just jagged rocks below. Uh, <laughs> it looks like he's going first. Um, and he whispers uh to you. Thimbleweed, as as you both have your swords and you kind of face off, he's got a a, a shield as well. He says, uh, "We've got to put on a, a a good show, okay? Look, I beat you fair and square." Ah, uh, indeed. If has you, if you could beat me, and then he gives off a a like cry, like ah, and then he starts swinging. Ah. <laughs> Uh, 15. I underestimated my foe. <laughs> um, that does not hit. Alright, he does one more. And also misses terribly. <laughs> just, just going around. You're able to kind of dodge and weave uh, fairly easily. And then it is you. Alright. I will uh, attempt to entangle him. Ooh. Okay. Um, you uh, wave your hands and these uh, plants somehow just sprout up from the bridge. Uh, this is a area effect one, right? Twenty foot square. Yeah. Turn the ground into difficult terrain. The area you can succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants. Okay. Uh, strength save is real bad. You catch him completely <laughs> unawares. As you do that, you hear the bridge make a very worrisome <laughs> sound. As you break through some boards and pieces. My dear future chief, why is this bridge so much in disrepair? <laughs> I guess that was uh, old chief's job. <laughs> See, wasn't keeping things up. This does not seem like the best idea now. Like, <laughs> ah, Hamless, magic, what are you doing? I will uh, unconcentrate on that spell immediately. Like, okay. Oh, your powers of strength <laughs> are too much for me. <laughs> so you try and like time with him, like very like obviously not being able to get out of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, it looks cool, right? Like roots grow and then yeah. fall away, and he's yeah. He practically like stumbles and is like ah ah ah. Um. And on his turn, he's still coming at you. 
All right, all right. <laughs> For six damage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the second one misses. I guess, yes. And you can see um, goblins cheering. Like, ah, snob suck, snob suck. Oh, yes, that hurt mightily. But seriously, that, that did hurt. Uh, as, they're, as they're fighting, though, I'm also going to do... Uh, whenever I have an opportunity to yeah, act, yeah, go I, will, I will be writing some uh, brave words of uh, Thimbleweed's actions and give him bardic inspiration. Okay. Over the din of goblin shrieks. That's right. They don't even yep. notice you. All right, I'll cast web. <laughs> you have web and entangle? Yes. This time, instead of plants, it's a massive, thick, sticky webbing. Um, I can see, though, that, that couldn't help anchor your situation, though. Are you webbing uh, yourself included or just him, or where is it getting cast at? I sort of want to web the entire apparatus wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, each that starts to turn in the web or enters them during its turn must make a deck saving throw on a failed save. The creature is restrained as long as it remains in the webs or until it breaks free. Okay. So you cast web all along this bridge. And after you do that... Um, you feel the entire thing begin to shake and pieces start falling off of it. Um, and uh, Snubsuck makes a deck save. You think he would normally be, well, driven to the ground, but the web, he's also going to deal with that. And he's much better at dexterity. Um, he manages to stay on his feet and even kind of um, avoid the stickiness of the web. And cheers, like, ah! Um... And he's he's caught up in the moment. He's like, yes, yes. And now to defeat you. And he swipes at you with the scimitar. Uh, Varavid will, will actually message uh, if he can. He'll message yeah. uh, Thimbleweed. Dramatically, my boy, this would be a good place for you to take your fall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will... Uh... Go, oh. <laughs> the brave future and current chieftain has slain the evil and morose Thimbleweed, the greatest of all champions. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can definitely have a point of inspiration. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna make you roll concentration on the web because you do that, you fall dramatically. He stands and screams and shouts, and at the same time, this whole bridge starts falling apart. Okay. So let's see if you're still concentrating on web. Uh, it says Const that constitution, constitution save? save. Yep. Oh boy. Oh no! Inspiration. Uh, inspiration. Inspiration. It's a D8. I don't know if it's gonna. What, what oh yeah, you've got bardic inspiration too. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, do both. All right, I'll roll uh, bardic inspiration. I can't remember what. What? This yeah. Is. yeah! <laughs> Whatever you need, it's, it's there. That's very good. Um, 
All right, so you maintain concentration on the web, and you're pretty sure that's the only thing that saves you and Snubsuck as this entire bridge just splinters beneath you, and you are suddenly find yourselves both just fall down into the web and are caught, like, hanging a good ten feet off the edge. It's a structure made of webs. It's not even any wood anymore. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, in a very dramatic finish. Everybody has, like, shocks and screams all around, and then more cheers. And, and you're still having to act, like, slain with the web still up. <laughs> so you're just, like, caught in the web, just, like, bouncing around. Um, as he, like, dramatically, like, whenever he stabbed you last, maybe you, like, um, well, yeah, you said your big soliloquy, and he just kind of leaves the sword, like, right there or something. I have an extra long death rattle. <laughs> Goes on for an uncomfortably long time. Snob suck! Snob suck! Snob suck! Um, and, uh, and they're basically all calling for you to finish, uh, for him to finish, uh, Thimbleweed. So he um, crawls himself um, from the web, and, um, and you see, like, hey, see these? Uh, you hear the shaman say, "They brought these uh, magic into our fortress, and look at what it has done: destroyed the bridge, burn these webs down." And uh, Snubsuck doesn't seem to be intervening about this. What do you do? They're going to burn what down? Me down? <laughs> you are a dead body right now. Okay. <clears throat> and they're going to burn it down? That's what, yeah, they're like calling for torches. Okay. A snub suck is enjoying the adulation of those like around him. Uh. The. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion and make it look like there's a flame at the base of the webs. Okay. <laughs> um, some goblin who was running up there with like a torch sees that. Just kind of shrugs. Um, um, Balron will, will step forward and very loudly to the, to the goblin crowd say, uh, uh, Almost presentation-wise. Uh, oh, great! Newly anointed chieftain Snubsuck. As the slain comrade, or as the comrade of the slain warrior, allow me to take his body back to Ten Towns and thus still ensure the peace treaty that your former chieftain signed into activity, thereby ensuring the food that Ten Towns promised will still arrive. Um, roll a persuasion check. Oh my god. <laughs> the double crits. Oh boy. That's a 31. Yep. Yep. Oh, Robin brings up the finger gun. Oh, yeah. You guys know me. <laughs> um, somehow, between the adulation of the crowd, your voice comes through, and he seems to have completely forgotten about um, Thimbleweed. And then uh, turns around and just kind of shrugs and says, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. It's fine, fine. Uh, take them. Uh, let them go back and speak of the might of the goblins. And they will bring us food. Goblins just kind of cheer because they're still caught up in Snubsuck being their new leader. Alright, Varov will make a, a big show of, of, of getting uh, his body out of the webs and, like, maybe maybe even try to try to fake cry a little bit as he, like, carries <laughs> the boy's body through the goblin crowd. Fake cry. Fake cry. <laughs> it is so sad, my fallen comrade. Alright, you may also have a point of inspiration. Um, yes, you have to carry Thimbleweed's dead body <laughs> all the way out of here. Just keep your, your eyes closed, my boy. We're almost out of here. And, uh, Snubsuck seems, uh, seemed like he maybe wasn't going to, but with that persuasion, uh, you convinced him to at least be apathetic towards the situation. That son of a bitch, Subsnuck. <laughs> yep. Son of a bitch. <laughs> He was going to let you burn. Seemed like he cared. Um, yeah, you are able to uh, exit the main gate um, with Snubsuck's instructions. Come out to Frey doing donuts. And at the time, um, you can see, like, she's now officially, like, dodging at arrows. And, like, oh, f- there's, like, a few goblin bodies around. Like, she will just kind of montage any of that. But she's actually been... There was a few goblins who had basically gotten a little more brazen. Um... Thimbleweed, if you're if you try to oh, crack open your eye at one point, you see one of the goblins holding your longbow, firing down from the watchtower. I have a longbow. <laughs> Not currently. The one you left in the wagon. Yeah. So are all of the goblins up there? Like, do they have our shit? <laughs> uh, been robbed. You look like you've been robbed pretty well. Um, it was. Damn blind. I mean, it was mostly like food and stuff. You know, just food, but you know, stuff you would keep in the wagons, not stuff on your person. But specifically, that we did leave behind his uh, weapons. No, my bow. All right. Um. The I Robin... mean, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I got better. Uh, the Robin will call up to the watchtower. Um. Uh, as he's writing in his book, and and the the goblin with the oversized longbow that he could barely even use with his short stature suddenly felt a pang of compassion and knew that he must do only one thing with the bow. Throw it! Throw! 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 Uh, Alright, with another mind control spell... This is a wisdom save. It is. And, uh, yeah, as you call up, and I'm just kind of montaging as You guys are kind of dodging a few arrows. And it's not like this whole right. camp has been, like, alerted. It's just like they're taking pot shots, just almost like they're bored. Right. Um, you notice a few of the reindeer appear wounded, though. They've got, like, arrows in their sides. But it's not as bad because Frey has been, like, running around. Um... But yeah, that one just all of a sudden just takes the bow and just yeets it right down <laughs> into the wagon. <laughs> so you guys recover the bow. And then Frey can very easily get you guys out as soon as you recover um, that wagon. Um, and you guys can get the hell away from Orkaloke. With Spellux as yeah. a gnome. 
Yep. And Blista. And Blista, right? Yeah. And Blista's okay. with you too. Yep. What one gnome and one goblin in our company? That is correct. Although, although I will admit, but Robin's probably come away from this a little more racist than he was going in, because <laughs> he went into this thing and he's gonna like do a peace treaty with goblins. They were gonna be, like, brought into you know the ten towns. Yep. And Now he's like, oh, goblins are just bad. It might have made the situation even worse. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Although he did have a, you had a pretty good connection with Stumpsuck. Yeah. Uh, at least until he got what he wanted, and then seemed to not care anymore. Yep. Um, Wait, snub suck this entire time? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would call him Steve. Uh, the DM is going to ask uh, where we're going next, so I know what to plan. Germalane. Get the hell out of the Goblin Fortress with more people. Spellex obviously wants to go back to Ten Towns because he just wants to, you know, go back to civilization. He's showing us where the treasure is. That's, oh, that's true. Right. Um, yeah, once you guys get back there, he does point it to you. The I'm not going to put it on the map at the moment, but it is up there in the Sea of Moving Ice. Oh, like way to the north. Yes. Coming with us. And that will be a... Um, uh, rumor or quest or something I'll add to your actual sheet so we don't forget about that. And I'll put it on your map as well. I, uh, I agree with you. I mean, until, until, until we actually get this treasure, I feel like he's he is also a steward of this wagon. He, he is, we're not letting him go. That's fine. Yeah, you he doesn't have any uh, cards to play <laughs> other than that. So, But yeah, from your position, it's literally uh, 30 miles across the tundra yeah, to, to get to the not... sea of moving ice. Yeah. yeah. I think our only like quest line that we have left right now is Sunblight, right? Uh, yeah, at the moment. Um, it's very late. You guys were actually thinking about resting in Corkalok. Obviously, that didn't end up being something you could do. So you'll probably have to rest somewhere in the wilderness. But after that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's basically it. You want to try to just go straight there, or is there any other specific path? Just so I have an idea of like what kind of environments you're hitting and all that kind of thing. Or we. What do we think the is the best, the best way to get there? Let's draw a line. Yeah. Like um, follow, the, follow the river, maybe like like cross the river and then just sort of. Go, yeah, you know, obviously trails. You know, ten towns is the safest place. Trails are relatively safe. Everywhere else is kind of a crapshoot. Um, you can get some light through the, through the mountains or There not. you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> you give me a trail. And it's kind I of will... following the river, I suppose. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Um, so you guys will be headed towards Sunblight next with your extra companions. Mm -hmm. I would go around like that little dip. Around the mountains on the right. Oh, we go south there, like probably not through. Yeah, off the, yeah. over the actual mountain. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not sure if there's a trail there anyway. Oh, I mean, like I think it means never mind. Whatever you mean over right here. Line. Oh, yep. around the mountain. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, like this. There you go. <laughs> eventually, it's gonna be a penis, isn't it? That's how all of these things work. It just eventually becomes a penis. Yep. <laughs> Excellent work. All right, like a, like a car or some sort, like a vehicle. That's uh, yep. what I drew. Thimbleweed, <laughs> you got MVPC again. Uh, you were the <laughs> highlight of the Corkaloke area. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I can speak goblin. goblin. Speaking goblin, goblin gets whisper. you pretty far. Yep. Uh, so, oh, roll twice for double prizes. <laughs> Go potion of healing and a gemstone. You recover from uh, somewhere in the goblin village. That is all the time we have for this week's session of Rhyme of the Frostbane. Thank you to Chris, Heather, Rochelle, Raymond, and Reese for playing. Thank you to all of our wonderful fans for watching, and thank you to the patrons. Shouts to Platinum patrons: Joe, Will, Ty, Dancer, Christopher, Thomas, Adam, Stan, Alex, Cam, William, I'm Loud, and Lachlan Baird. And gold patrons, RPG Papercrafts, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Marcus, Dead Lizard, Lounge, Sam, Rosh, Lumpy Spuds, Drome, Sklenia, Nick, Blood Angel, Vronus, Baboon, Baboon, Nathan, Fazica, Tortoise, James, and Kyle. We are live streaming our D&D adventures every week. And we will see you next time. Yeah, I grabbed that potion and a gemstone off a sub. Suck. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed at some point it just become subs. subs. I can't even do it now. <laughs> it was incorrect, whatever it was. <laughs> Never remember these names. No. It saves you time. <laughs>